1: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 984 of Locked on Raptors for Wednesday, July the 14th. I am your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked on Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure to subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend, follow, whatever it is, your podcast app of choice. Asks you to do to support the podcast you like, please go do that for us and all the other Lockdown shows on the network that are covering the teams that you care about. If you want to listen to Locked On Blue Jays today, for example, to talk about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. winning the MVP of the All-Star game, the youngest player to ever do it, the first Blue Jay to ever do it as well, go listen to AJ Andrews on Lockdown On Blue Jays. So She'll have it all broken down for you. Uh, really exciting times with the Blue Jays and Vlad and uh, all that fun stuff and three other All-Stars joining him yesterday. In uh, Colorado. So go listen. Uh, All right. On today's show, most of today's show is going to be a conversation between myself and Mike Richmond, one of my favorite dudes in the network, the host of Locked on Blazers. We, of course, did a podcast way back when the Raptors and Blazers made the Gary Trent Norm Powell trade. And uh, we connected again this time. Also to talk trades, this time hypothetical fake trades that are certainly not going to happen. I spent a large portion of Monday afternoon in sort of the midst of the Ben Simmons rumor mill and all that, uh, coming up with some fake trade ideas that involved sign trades of Kyle Lowry to Philly and players coming to the Raptors, including Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, it's a big monstrosity of a fake trade, and look, I- I'm not a fake trade Enjoyer most of the time. Yes, sometimes I get sucked into the rabbit hole that is the trade machine, uh, and it's hard not to. And I think the fact that the Raptors weren't good this season kind of uh, really poisoned my brain when it came to the trade machine as well. Um, so, you know, this is not a, a, a common occurrence necessarily, but the reason we decided to take this one to the podcast and not just, you know, leave it in the DMs was actually it seemed to kind of be something that a lot of people liked uh both from blazers and philly fan perspectives as well so i don't think it was totally insane and crazy it's very difficult to execute uh because of sign and trades and things like that and the caveat always when you talk about fake trades is uh this ain't gonna happen it's just fun to think about but um i do think there's maybe some sort of kernels of possibility in the one i put together here and so uh because it's the off season we figured hey why the hell not take some time and talk about the fake trade uh that you can find on my Twitter somewhere from the last couple days as well. So that's coming up in segments two and three. Before we get into that, uh, just a couple of quick notes I wanted to hit on. Uh, first of all, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me uh, whenever we go live. Follow me on there at Woodley Sean, or sorry, Sean Woodley. I'm thinking my Twitter handle. It's just at Sean Woodley, first name, last name. Uh, and you'll get notified when we go live. Trying to go on Friday. It, usually Friday becomes like a difficult scheduled day, but uh, Big V and I have discussed it, so we will hopefully come to you on friday with a little green room action talking draft and things like that um but before we get into the mike richmond chat uh, we should just hit on a couple bits of news uh the first thing is that the raptors have a new assistant coach it seems trevor gleason who is famed in australia for his work with the perth wildcats I believe it's five NBL titles he's won down there with Perth. Very impressive resume. Kind of fits the bill of a Nick Nurse-style assistant, a dude who's kind of been around and coached in a bunch of weird situations. And, um, you know, the head coaching experience in particular seems like something that Nick Nurse tends to value. Uh, Of course, Sergio Scariola was a similar sort of guy, international experience, things like that. And so Trevor Gleason uh, becomes one of the first names here to potentially fill in some spots on the Raptors bench with, of course, Jama Malalela, Sergio Scariolo, Chris Finch, of course, getting hired away mid-season, Nate Bjorkren uh, in the offseason before, and we don't really know what's going on with Adrian Griffin either. He's kind of uh, a sitting duck right now. I'm not really sure what's going on there. But um, yeah, the, the coaching staff is going to need some revitalization. Obviously, I would expect some form of Patrick Matumbo, Brittany Donaldson, one or both joining the staff once again this season after being down with the 905. Uh, but Gleason is an interesting guy who has a wealth of experience. And uh, look, I don't think this means the Raptors are going to reach and grab Josh Giddy fourth overall, for those of you who are Giddy heads out there, but uh, it is an interesting one. And uh, more smart and sort of seasoned and diversified brains of basketball minds coming in is always a good call. And, um, you know, I kind of like the the idea of sort of international flavor and guys who've coached in different leagues under FIBA rules and things like that. Um, It's always kind of an interesting little wrinkle to add into and can never have too many eyes who have seen different things on your staff so that's a nice little bit of business uh the other thing i just wanted to hit on very quickly is and it kind of leads into the freight trade talk a little bit is this seems like the raptors are back in the news when it comes to ben simmons uh mark stein reporting that the raptors are one of the handful of teams that are potentially in on him and it seems like talks in theory would center around a kyle lowry sign and trade This is a tricky one. Um, You know, we talked a couple weeks back with Katie Heindel about Ben Simmons and why, yes, while his reputation is down right now and he does a lot of things that maybe don't suit, you know, a guy who runs an offense and is your sort of initiator in playoff basketball in particular— We did kind of go through some of the reasons why we think the Raptors could be a decent landing spot, namely that he wouldn't have to be the lead ball handler. In theory, he would come in and be sort of like a center, a point center type thing, a guy who could work the short roll, a guy who would make an absolutely disgusting, frankly, defensive front court alongside Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi, good luck ever scoring on those three guys, and I think you could get by with those three as your main front court pieces, with Kem Birch circulating it as a backup center, maybe Freddie Gillespie gets some run next season as well, too. I think, you know, it's easy to get scared away by how bad things went with non-good center play this season, and you'd think, oh, you got to get a good center in there, that's got to be job number one, but it feels like Ben Simmons, if he was put in that role and was willing to accept said role, might be pretty decent at it. And if you had a roster of, say, Fred VanVleet... Jalen Suggs, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, Ben Simmons as your starting five with Malachi Flynn, Chris Boucher, uh, Gary Trent Jr. coming off the bench, Yuta Watanabe, of course. Like You're sitting there looking at a pretty damn good roster with lots of versatility and flexibility and different ways that you could use Ben Simmons, whether it's as a center or as a guy who maybe plays with some bench lineups running the show there with shooting all around him. That seems pretty workable. The thing with the Lowry sign-and-trade bit is, like, it just doesn't feel like it's enough for Philly, and it probably shouldn't be enough. I know Simmons' value is depressed right now. Everyone's very low on Ben Simmons after the playoffs, but 23-, 24-year-old all-defensive player, very good assist man, does everything well in the open court. His big sort of bugaboo is half-court offense, but everything else he does is outstanding, You know, I just don't think for the Sixers, 36-year-old Kyle Lowry is enough. And so it would probably have to involve more in a trade for Ben Simmons. And that's where maybe you bring in like a Chris Boucher, a guy who could potentially help the Sixers right away next season, a useful rotation piece, and then maybe like a future pick down the line to grease the wheels there. Or you could get super complex, as we'll talk about later with my multi-team trade options as well. But, you know, there was a lot of this sort of talk yesterday, you know, people debating Ben Simmons trades and things like that yesterday on uh, Raptors Internet. And, you know, I don't love to pull topics from Raptors Internet because it's its own special place. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, I I saw some sort of, you know, postulations. Oh, should Fred VanVleet be in a deal for Ben Simmons? And, you know, for me, that's where I kind of fall short in terms of my desire for ben simmons you know fred van vliet is very good obviously you know he does some things not as well and could be upgraded in some certain regards i suppose but as far as like a culture move as well like getting rid of your sort of leader in the locker room the sort of face of the franchise in a lot of ways fred van vliet i don't think he's the best player but he's certainly the most front facing in a lot of ways at least with kyle Lowry potentially no longer around he will assume that mantle I think it would be a weird culture fit to get rid of Fred Van Vliet in exchange for Ben Simmons. That doesn't feel like the move to me. If you can do it for sort of a buy-low situation and Kyle Lowry's going out the door anyway and you throw in a couple extra things to grease the wheels and make it Philly's worth their while... That I'm okay with that, but a Fred for and Fred plus stuff for Simmons deal doesn't really make a lot of sense. Unless, of course, you're bringing back Lowry, but then you're sitting there with like three or four very expensive players that you got to pay Gary Trent. It's just, it's a lot to kind of manage. So I I think it's. You know, every trade is unlikely to happen compared to the likelihood of it happening. I think other teams out there might be more compelled to take a risk on Ben Simmons. You know, the the Wolves seem like a team here. And honestly, if like a sign and trade, three teamer situation was coming around, maybe that's a team you look at in the Wolves. I don't know. I'm not sure if the Raptors would want anything from Minnesota that would be available in a sign and trade. Uh, you, might, you might just be looking for deep rotation guys or whatever it might be. But I, I think there's something there if you're. Uh, you know, if you're really sort of hell-bent on Minnesota getting him and, you know, you want Kyle on the on the Sixers, there's got to be some sort of machination there that I haven't yet thought of. But, um, yeah, I just, you know, want to re-express my sort of takes on Ben Simmons. I think he's good. I think he's got a lot to offer. I think you have to get him on a buy low or don't bother with it at all because some other team out there will probably – pony up a little bit more because they're more inclined to try to get a star in the door and whether you think ben simmons is a star i guess is up for debate too i think you know a lot of the things he does are very very star worthy and it's just a matter of trying to find him the proper role going forward here to help maximize him um with that More Ben Simmons talk coming up in just a second here with Mike Richmond as we talk about a monstrosity of a three-team fake trade that I came up with this week uh, between the Raptors, the Blazers, and the Philadelphia 76ers that lands the Raptors. Yusuf Nurkic, uh, among a couple other things, Um, and uh, that's an interesting one as well. So we open up that onion in just a second here with Mike Richmond of Lockdown Blazers, but first want to tell you about our friends over at Spotify Greenroom. Of course, Greenroom is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, insiders in real time about your favorite team, or sport. It's the perfect place to start or join conversations about the leagues that you like. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, of course, reacting to big news or rumors. It's all there, and you can join me anytime. Just follow me at Sean Woodley on Green Room. It's currently available as well for download on iOS and Android devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter. Again, follow me, follow the league that you want to follow as well, and you won't want to miss it. You'll get notifications when my rooms go live. Can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on Green Room. See you there. Green Room is changing the way we talk about sports. All right, let's get to it now. Myself, Mike Richmond of Locked On Blazers, digging all into to a fake trade i came up with this week because it's the offseason baby and you have to get trade brain once in a while enjoy it and please feel free to let me know how silly you think i am just tweet at me uh at sahal abdi uh or at vivek m jacob uh th- th- totally that that's where you should direct your vitriol uh all right let's uh, get to it now myself mike richmond enjoy
0: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your
1: team every day.
0: And joining me now is Sean Woodley, host of Locked On Raptors and trade machine savant. Sean, (laughs) I've seen it. You have fixed fixed the sport. I did. Uh, What do you got for us?
1: Yeah. Um, well, first of all, let me just say uh, the trade machine is hell. I hate it. Uh, I hate that the <laughs> Raptors being bad this year turned me into a trade machine freak. Uh, usually I I didn't bother because it's like, who do the Raptors need? They're very good. This is not necessary. They'll do the trades they needed to do. But now you're toiling away. The team hasn't played a game in two months. And I'm sitting here uh, just like finding three team machinations of sign and trades to make the Raptors, the Sixers, and the Blazers very happy. So uh, I guess I'll dive in. Um, Please. Was, yeah, well, so I was... The the brainworm for this came actually yesterday. I was uh, at my in-law's house helping them gut their kitchen. And my father-in-law's uh, brother was over helping do it too. And we were talking and he mentioned Yusuf Nurkic as a guy the Raptors could maybe go and try to get. And I said, hmm... That's interesting. I hadn't really thought about Nurkic. The Raptors, of course, just had Aaron Baines play center for them all year. It was very bad. And I'm very <laughs> much in the, the market of looking for centers. The Raptors could go pick up. They could potentially go sign, you know, a Jared Allen or uh, Rashawn Holmes or maybe even a John Collins if they want to get crazy and the Hawks don't want to match, which would be crazy on their own part. And I haven't really thought of trades all that much. Then Nurkic, he has got one year left. There was that weird stuff at the end of the year where he seemed not so happy with Portland. And I thought, Hey, maybe there's something there. And then everything fell uh, apart because (laughs) when you go on the trade machine, there's that, Oh, add third team option. And that just makes things so much more fun and uh, debauched to go through. And so, I ended up coming up with something with the Raptors, the Sixers and the Blazers. We've heard a lot of the rumors about Simmons and the Blazers and CJ McCollum. And, you know, maybe that being an easy swap there to uh, make the Blazers happy and sort of calm down the tension out there. The Sixers get rid of Simmons. They get a guy who can actually, you know, create a a shot in the half court uh, in CJ McCollum who can shoot a three. It's pretty fun. And then Kyle Lowry is a big part of this too because he's a free agent and there aren't that many teams out there with cap space to potentially sign him so a sign and trade feels like it's pretty uh likely with him too and the Sixers have always been sort of the assumed destination they were in the conversation at the deadline form and everything as well. So I put together a sign a three team multi player sign and trade that really is not going to happen and is, is so complex and requires multiple players to want to go to the specific team to which I have assigned them um but it basically looks like this. This the Raptors get Yusuf Nurkic and Derek Jones Jr. The Sixers get Kyle Lowry signed to like a 20-25 million dollar contract over two, you know, maybe like two years, 50, something like that, and CJ McCollum. And then the Blazers. Get Ben Simmons, George Hill, and then Danny Green signed to like I guess like a $10 million a year deal something in that range uh, to execute the sign and trade there. Of course, it requires Danny Green to want to go to Portland. That seems a little bit more tricky to convince uh, of than say like a Kyle Lowry wanted to go into Philly where he's from and has been rumored to be headed for a long time. Um, so it could all fall apart with Danny Green and maybe there's some other machinations, but that's the basic sort of bones of the trade is Nurkic and Jones in Toronto uh, Lowry and McCollum with the Sixers and the the Blazers get Hill, Green, and Simmons. And then I ran it by you and a Sixers pal and didn't get laughed out of the room. So I felt pretty good about it because usually my fake trades are a disaster. So uh, what do you think of this monstrosity I've concocted?
0: Yeah, so I I think there are some hitches for sure. Um, And I think my bias maybe should be, I should put it on the table, is that Danny Green is a former national champion from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And um, those are my people. (laughs) Those are my people. I'm always going to those. I am always going to root for Tar Heels. And, um, you know, I'm as a Tar Heel who's lived out here for 15 years or so. I'm sure Danny would love it here. I'm sure he would love it, but he seems to be, um, he seems to be the hitch here, right? Is he he would have to commit to a sign and trade, um, which, you know, the Blazers probably aren't going to give him a long-term money. Uh, The Blazers, even with this trade, they aren't like an elite like surefire championship level team. In fact, Mm -hmm. I think, one of the funny things here is that the uh, Blazers will find themselves in Raptors land, where they have four really good starters, and who do they play at center?
1: Mm. Um, and Zach as you Collins know, still alive? I forgot it, but like, is he still kicking?
0: Zach I, Collins I recently re broke his uh, ankle or, or suffered another setback, fractured his ankle. He's having his third surgery on that same ankle. His mm-hmm. career is in is in jeopardy. I, I, I'm not. I, I'm not saying it's done, but I'm just saying you. There's no way the Blazers can count on him being involved sure. in in this year's plan. So um, while there are some pitfalls of saying, Hey, centers are relatively easy to find. I think you put yourselves in a good spot. You put yourselves for the Blazers. You know, Simmons is as, about as talented a player as you're going to get for a CJ McCollum trade. You do lose use of Nurk and Derek Jones jr. But uh, Danny green is a winning basketball player. Dude helps you win. Mm-hmm. I know that people have been mean to him in the past. on the internet but um (laughs) the dude just goes on teams and they win tons of games like check the you know check the stats his team's winning uh so i I like it i like the idea i don't think this is like a super home run but i think this is like within the realm except for the sign and trade stuff but i think it's like within the realm of what you could expect um -hmm. the, the blazers for a massive restructuring and i've been on the record saying that Ah, uh, there is no reason to run it back with the same core and say Chauncey Billups will be the difference in this team being a championship-caliber team. There's, there's just no one could. Sure. I mean, one person could. His name's Neil Olshay, but no one could convince <laughs> themselves that that they have a championship-level roster and that it just needed a different coach to get there. Um, you telling
1: me I, Neil Olshay is you know, selling snake oil? What? Uh. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the. He's actually one of the premier snake oil salesmen in, of our time. Alright, we're going to round out the conversation with Mike Richmond talking about my fake trade uh, in just one second here. But first, I want to tell you about our pals over at Built Bar who make the best tasting protein bars money can buy. They have amazing flavors for you to try, including strawberry, mint brownie, raspberry, cherry bars, cookies and cream, German chocolate, salted caramel, and more. And if you don't know what your favorite flavor is, you don't know which one you want to buy a full box of, don't worry, you can get a mixed box and try all the flavors. You get two of each of the nine flavors, you can make your call and then order full boxes of your favorites after you go through the mixed box hey maybe you want to order full boxes of all nine flavors who am i to judge that sounds like a great time uh of course all built bar flavors are not just great tasting but they're healthy for you too. 17 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180 just four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs amazing flavors all tasty all good for you as well it feels like you're cheating but you're actually not and instead you're giving yourself energy to get through a workout or whatever it might be Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Today's show is also brought to you by our pals over at BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Baseball season's getting into the second half of the year, and man, the MVP race in the AL is going to be a blast. Shohei Ohtani, who's incredible. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who's also incredible and amazing. Uh, They're going to be going at it for that MVP award, and you should get in on the action there. You want to put some money down on Shohei, some money down on Vlad? Why not put money down on both and hedge your bets? That's how hedging works, right? Either way, before the Next pitch, head to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as the MLB season pushes towards the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. When you use the promo code LOCKEDON, that is betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. All right, let's round it out. Myself, Mike Richmond, talking about the rest of the fake trade and all the different considerations at play uh, with the Blazers, the Sixers, and the Raptors.
0: So, like, I think I think this gets us close. I I want to like, uh, why do the Raptors say yes? Like, what is? Yeah. The, it, other than the obvious, like, what, what's the appeal for the Raptors here?
1: Yeah, I think it's useful to kind of do that exercise for every team just because, yeah, let's do uh, it. you know, the the these trades are always a nightmare and usually favor one team over the other. And I think, you know, if you're the Raptors, there's some risk involved here, right? Like Nurkic could come in. This is the Raptors one summer with cap space uh, for a very, right. very long time. They've got their core locked in and they risk losing Nurkic after one year and not really having the money or the means to replace him When they could, like I said, you know, there's younger guys out there right now you know jared allen potentially if mobley goes to the Cavs at three uh there's rashawn holmes like there's some guys they could go and target with that money if kyle lowry doesn't come back um so but but the reason i I like Nurkic is a i just think he fits what the raptors want to do really well um you know i I know he's kind of been on hard times the last couple years injury wise but it seems like whenever the blazers have had those like belief belief Brief, <laughs> uh, brief <laughs> sort of flourishes of being respectable on defense. It's usually because Nurkic is providing really stout rim protection and backline uh, protection. And, and I just think Nurkic would be a really nice piece. You could throw him and you could do some sort of, you know, four or five pick and roll stuff with him and Kyle and Pascal Siakam. You could have him work some stuff from the elbows, maybe use some of the Marcus Saul packages you had with him. Um, yep. Obviously not the same, same passer as Marcus Saul but similar idea. And, you know, he just seems to kind of fit and he's not Aaron Baines, which is great. And it kind of leaves the Raptors not having to have Kem Birch as their starting center, which I think is not the ideal scenario either. Derek Jones Jr. is a salary matching. You know, he's got a player option. It would require him to opt in, which feels like he's probably going to opt into 9.7 million bucks. Yeah, it's. Um, I think
0: it's enough money to assume that Derek Jones Jr. will say, you know what? Not ideal, but I'll take it.
1: Sure, sure. A- and then so, you know, Jones is just like forward depth for the Raptors. You know, he doesn't really shoot. That's not what you know, the Raptors could use some more shooting, but he's just like another guy uh, who fills in the back part of the rotation. Um, Skinny Stanley and-
0: Johnson. You got the skinnier Stanley Johnson. Congratulations. Exactly. You
1: found him. You found yeah, him. except I don't think Derek Jones... Jones is emboldened to dribble all the time, which Stanley Johnson, boy, does he love to come into a game and dribble off his knee uh, six times in a row or thereabouts. Um, so, yeah, I think, yes, there's the risk that Nurkic walks, but also you get to look at him for one year at a pretty reasonable contract. And then maybe you bring him back if things go right. well and you've got your center of the future for the next three or four years in house. And I think that's worth the risk of getting a look at a guy who's been extremely good and a really, really nice piece on some pretty good teams, In the past for the Sixers, I mean, that's the easy one. They get Lowry and CJ McCollum. Guys who can create and handle the ball and, you know, shoot and do all the things that Ben Simmons refuses to do. Yeah, they're not the same defenders, but I feel like if any team can get by with lesser perimeter defense, it's probably the Sixers because of what they have at the back end. You know, Larry's a good defender too, and they have Diable and they've got, um, you know, maybe Maxi becomes a nice on ball defender. You know, I think you can kind of fill in there, even if, you know, a Lowry, McCollum Seth Curry lineup is probably not going to be a killer defensively. It's not not uh you know it's not gonna totally sewer you because the offense is probably gonna be freaking spectacular uh right. and then the blazer side of things you know this is the trickier one i think and you kind of alluded to it it's a little bit less easy to you know see exactly how this helps portland out and how it sort of helps them continue on with the dame era but i think like ben simmons is really good and i think yeah i'm a ben my, simmons believer of, yeah i mean like, i know i know right a lot of
0: I know a lot of people are down on him. I talked to a friend this week who's, who's you know, anyone but Ben Simmons, basically. And I sure. was like, oh wow, um, I'm that is not where I'm at. Uh, yeah, I think he's good. I think he's flawed and weird and maybe like, um, maybe he's he's too stubborn to really like fully quote unquote fix. But like, mm-hmm. um, where he's at right now is like he's one of the 25 best players in the NBA, and he refuses to shoot. If you could coax him into shooting. Three times a game, he's like one of the fifteen best players in the league. He's um, he's an elite talent with real issues, but I think those issues show up more
1: in the postseason than they do in the regular season, where he can be dominant. And I don't even think you necessarily need to say, "Okay, go shoot some threes, Ben Simmons." I think it's Ben Simmons be our center. There, there's the yeah. answer to your center question. You get the six eleven right. dude who's an all world defender. You make him your center, and then you run pick and roll with him and Dame. And when is Ben Simmons at his best is when he has room to work with and he has space and he can get downhill. Can't really think of many better situations than, oh, they send two to the ball with Dame in in a Ben Simmons, Dame pick and roll. Dame slips it to Ben Simmons and he's working a four on three like that. Right. Seems like optimized Ben Simmons to me. And if you sort of surround him, if you can bring back Norman Powell, you get Danny Green. Um, you know, you you have George Hill coming off the bench. You've got Nas Little, maybe do some development. You got Robert Covington. Like you got a nice store of wings there, and yep, which is what they've desperately needed. I'm, exactly, I'm yeah. And so like a starting five, just in theory, of like Dame with Norm, Danny Green, Robert Covington, and Ben Simmons. Yeah, it's skewed small. But you have space, you have an opportunity to maximize Simmons, and the defense should be pretty good between Norm, who's fine-ish, and then, you know, Green... Covington Simmons as a three, four, five, you could do a lot worse than that defensively. So yeah, you're giving up some things, but the blazers, it feels like if any team needs to kind of shake things up and sort of test the bounds of what they've done in the past and sort of get creative, it's probably them. And Ben Simmons would allow them to do that. You know, maybe that you could entice them further. If it were like a different package, maybe um, there's no Danny green, but you throw in, you know, a Seth Curry plus, Uh, and I know you've mentioned in our DMs that Seth Curry was not exactly fond of his time in Portland, but I feel like Daryl Morey won't really care about sending guys where they want to go. Yeah, maybe with a different (laughs) roster.
0: If it's not Damon CJ, he'll be more comfortable with being like, oh, I can, there's actual shots to be had here. Cause I think that was mostly his beef was like, so what do I do? I just, I just run back and forth and those two dudes shoot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, And so if you could get like a shake Milton plus, uh, right. uh, uh, Seth Curry or something like that to replace the Danny Green thing. Yeah, you're taking away some of the defense, but maybe you give a bit more offense and some balance. Like, I, I think there's something there. I, I don't know. It, it's never going to be perfect, obviously, especially when a dumb idiot like me is using the trade machine, but like <laughs> it, it feels like those three teams specifically kind of line up because of the Lowry thing in particular with him likely being yeah, on from North way. Philly yeah. to North Philly. Exactly. Yeah. And then to kind of go back to your like, why does it work for the Raptors thing? I mean, it just kind of makes them good next year right away. Like I presume they draft Jalen Suggs fourth. You go into next season with a starting five of Van Vliet, Suggs, Ananobi, Siakam, Nurkic. Like that's bloody good. And then the yeah, that's bench the, becomes that worse.
0: That's the sixth best team in the East, right? Like yeah, if exactly. If, if you have no other, if you have no other players, you have that's sure. the sixth best team in the East.
1: Yeah. And then you got Malachi Flynn moving into year two as the backup point guard, Gary Trent Jr., of course, Portland's favorite son. Uh, You've got Derek Jones Jr., Chris (laughs) Boucher, Ken Birch. Like suddenly it's a team where, oh my God, there's like 11 good players on this team. That's fantastic. And so maybe I'm guilty of like gearing the trade to help the team I like out, but it does feel like it's something where everyone could look and say, hey, we're pretty happy about this. The Blazers probably get the best player in the trade in Simmons. The Sixers get two guys they desperately need. And the Raptors kind of run it back with sort of like a new look, good team and do the thing where they just stay good and relevant until they can strike and make a big trade for a superstar. So I think it's yeah, a good my, trade. My, it's the only good trade ever in the tra- history of the trade machine, I would argue.
0: Yeah, you've, that's why that's why you're on here, because we finally found <laughs> a good trade in trade machine. I, will, I do worry that Simmons can't play. You're not getting 80 games of uh, Simmons at center. You just can't yeah, ask fair, him yeah. to do that. Yeah. Uh, you, you're going to need you're going to need to add two centers for the regular season. And then when the sort of totally different style of basketball that is postseason basketball arrives, then you're like, hey, Ben, remember how we talked about this back in the fall? Well, yeah. Guess what, dog? You're playing center now. Sign Aaron so, Baines. yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what's he, what's Alex Land up to?
1: Uh, he was most recently surprisingly yeah. <laughs> good for the Wizards. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he's they, around there.
0: Yeah, he's chilling. Like he got out of he got out of. I was going to say Canada, but I don't want to rub it in. He, they weren't. In <laughs> Do the Blazers have their pick this year? By the way, they don't have any picks. That's why okay. another reason why you're on this podcast is because I don't have any draft prep. <laughs> There's no. They don't have a first. They don't have a second round pick. It's like I'm preparing to watch the draft and have the Blazers not do anything. In fact, Neil Olshay even alluded. He's like, maybe we'll buy into the second round. He didn't even flirt with a first yeah. round pick. He didn't even like joke like they're going to do that. He's like, maybe we'll buy into the second round. You who did?
1: Know. Who did they trade that first round pick for? I'm sure it was someone who really helped things. Big Bob Covington. Okay, well, I mean he's pretty good. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Blazer it's fans. It's not an Aaron traded- situation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Blazer fans are mad because they traded two firsts for Covington, uh, and one of those firsts ended up being Sadiq Bay, who's a good basketball player. Um, but I, I don't know. You don't. You're dealing with a 30 year old superstar. You don't want to sell him on a good 19 year old. You'd much yeah. rather have Robert Covington. It's there. Listen, it's a tough time. It's in these. We're we're dealing with some franchises here in Toronto and uh, and Portland that are you know they're there's are rocky waters. You kind of got to get these off seasons right. Um, sure. Or you're stuck in mediocrity if you're if you're the raptors or you're stuck in um i believe it's called hell if you're the blazers
1: <laughs> yeah i i was gonna say though like if they had a first round pick you could talk yourself into maybe drafting a center with that pick and then maybe right, that helps fill right. in those minutes it, but obviously that's not an option now so yeah, if the blazers moved in the g white go- howard baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I think if the Blazers believe in the G League, they could just go find like a like I think you can find like a competent tall people to soak up minutes. Uh, it's hard to find a starting qual- level center, you know, again, sure. see the fr- Raptors of last season. But like center is the easiest position to kind of like mix and match in the league these days. So that's why another reason I'm OK with this trade, because finding like a a guy who can just like be big and soak up 18 minutes is is a reasonable task for most mm-hmm. front offices.
1: Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's not like things have really worked for the Blazers to this point. Also, Cantor's still there, right? Like, he is. is He's
0: entering free agency, so they can bring him back if they want. Um, Sure. He's, do you bring back a bad defensive center if you're going to, you know, there's a lot of questions to to how all the things fit. And the Blazers built a decent regular season team that was too flawed to be good in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And so now they're trying to answer both questions how can they maintain being good in the regular season, but also have the right parts to make a deep playoff run?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, now I'm just thinking like a canter with Simmons playing next to him. I mean, you know, obviously it's not ideal, probably, but there's some you know, Simmons still has, does the thing where he can, you know, operate in space. Maybe he becomes the primary pick and roll guy. Canter does post ups and stuff. I mean, they they could fill in those minutes. I think. Plus, you have Rondé Hollis Jefferson, the greatest small ball center in the history of small ball centers. Uh, at yeah, least one of from the- his Raptors days. <laughs> <laughs> he was he played a little small ball center in the playoffs too for the Blazers. I like I like Rondé. I hope they bring him back. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah, he's a uh, he's he's a wonderful dude. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've exhausted all of my thoughts on this. Uh, yeah, this let's fake trade. let's get yeah. you out of here,
0: uh, <laughs> Sean. Thanks for saving all the franchises. You're like I said, a trade machine savant. We uh, we couldn't have asked for someone better at it.
1: Oh, I'm very uh, glad. Yeah, all, all fake trade ideas are bad except for mine. I just keep that in mind. That's the rules. Exactly. Uh, I don't make them. I just impart uh, to them. <laughs>